welcome to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts, which are now entering their fourth year of broadcast. Who would have thought that when Seth died in 2014, all these years later we would be making a podcast in his memory? It's a really exciting time for Charlotte and me. We've been recording 30 podcasts, one for each day in November, as part of Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Charlotte has been talking to all kinds of people involved with pancreatic cancer and over the next 30 days we will hear lots of personal stories. Stories of love, stories of commitment, stories of hope and sadly, as always with pancreatic cancer, stories of loss. Each story will help you understand the challenges of pancreatic cancer as well as the signs and symptoms and will help you to have conversations with people and ensure that they are aware of what to look out for. Join us each day for our Purple Rainbow podcast. If you miss any of the episodes, you can catch up by visiting www.purplerainbow.co.uk where all of the podcasts will be stored for you to listen to at your leisure. Follow us on your podcast channel, like and share, and join us for an interesting month with lots of stories of love and hope. Welcome to today's episode of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. This is one of 30 episodes you'll be getting across November 2021 for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. I'm Charlotte. And today I'm talking to Joe and Linda, who have been on quite some adventure. They trekked the Great Wall of China in 2015, all to raise money for Pancreatic Cancer UK. Well, first of all, I thought I'm doing this on my own, but obviously it was a group of people. So it was like, yes, I'm not going to be the only one. Um, we actually, a few of us, well, probably half of us met up in London um, about a month before we went. And as soon as you meet people and just think, actually, these people are all doing it for the same reason. Um, and I just think it started right there. And it's like a team before we even got to China. Obviously, some people hadn't, we hadn't met, but um, all I knew was there were three men doing it and I'm a single girl. And I kept thinking, maybe this will be the moment. But it wasn't. <laughs> for various reasons, it wasn't. <laughs> So um, I didn't meet them out of my dreams, but I did make, uh, raise a lot of money and had a great time with everybody. It was really good, really good. Yeah, again, I, I signed up um, to do it on my own. And I suppose doing something like that by yourself when you don't know anybody you're going to meet there is, is part of the challenge because um, you're used to doing things with friends and family and suddenly you're doing this on your own. And it, it's quite scary. Um, but we did have a meet in London and that was very reassuring um I, th- I think the biggest you know scariest thing really was well will I be able to keep up will I be fit <laughs> enough to do it um you know will I get on with everybody but I think it was great that the whole group were there raising money for the same cause so we were all there with the same reason um and I, th- I think that really helped the turbulence was horrific it's just dreadful because I don't like turbulence in the plane anyhow. And the plane was not a new looking Chinese air, China Airways, whatever it was called. <laughs> it was, simply was a rocking, uh, well, I just remember it really clearly. And Sarah, one of the girls, she was terrified of flying. So I kept saying to her, don't worry, Sarah, it's absolutely fine. Thinking to myself, I don't know why I'm telling her that because I'm feeling the same way. But anyhow, we reassured each other we'd get there in one piece. So that's what we did. 
it was an old plane and half of the in-flight entertainment didn't work so you couldn't take your mind off anything the food was absolutely diabolical <laughs> and uh, so it was night night wasn't it Linda none of it, I didn't well I didn't sleep anyhow I believe I was sat with a young couple actually who were nothing to do with the um trek so I spent a lot of time talking to them and telling them what I was doing why they were going out there and uh, yeah <laughs> I managed to take my mind off it that way. As we arrived in style, really, we just turned up. There's 20 of us, wasn't there, Linda? And we just, just walked through customs and then there was our bus and on we got <laughs> with a mad driver. I mean, he was overtaking on hairpin bends. Another reason why we might not have got there in one piece. <laughs> it sounds like an adventure before you've even got anywhere near the wall. I know, I know it was. Or before we saw our accommodation, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, we arrived at we arrived at a hostel, didn't we? Late, probably mid to late afternoon, I would think. And uh, then we we all assembled, and they they partnered us off with people as our roommates who we never met before. But it all worked out really well, didn't it? it was, you know, it was great. The accommodation was was somewhat basic. <laughs> oh my god, it was very dire. But then you had to say to yourself, they're not not spending money on the charity and on the accommodation. They were obviously, you know, trying to be as economical as possible. <laughs> Sounds a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> yes. Every 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 destination we stayed at, which was one, I think one place we stayed at for two nights, otherwise we were on the move the whole time. And oh my God, it was, I mean, in the first place, like we're in an institute of a hospital. And it was, I'm sure it was a hospital at one point. And I you know, took one look in the bathroom. Oh, my God, the shower is just dangling off the wall. Basically, it wasn't the word, was it? We had so much luggage that we had to carry around as well. So everywhere we went, apart from the first place, there were steps. One place we went to, I think we had to carry our case up about five flights of stairs, didn't we? After having trekked the wall that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's not as many steps on the Great Wall, is there? No. <laughs> exactly. But we came across, I don't know, you might be asking us what was our best accommodation. We came to a place that was called, was it called Fairyland, Linda? Yeah, yeah. We were very excited about going to Fairyland, weren't we? Yes, Fairyland wasn't Fairyland at all. Fairyland had a, well, I don't know how many insects and bugs in the room. Yeah, it was pretty horrendous there. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, going to bed and we got rid of as many bugs as we could. By the time we came back from having our meal in the evening, the room seemed to be full of them again. Went to bed where, you know, you had your pyjamas and you took the end of your pyjamas into your socks and I wore a hat and goodness knows what, something over my pyjamas because I just had visions of all these bugs crawling in. It was a bit like being in the jungle. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. The bed clothing was damp. So I insisted on sleeping in like about three pairs of um, trousers or tracksuit bottoms, about four or five tops, a hoodie, a bubble hat. And um, it's just because everything was damp. It was horrid, absolutely horrid. The next morning, Tracy took a video of me because I said I felt like a down and out, really. I was <laughs> absolutely frozen. Well, I wasn't frozen, but I just was thinking I just do not want to sleep in a damp bed. I don't think anyone had been staying in these places before us. I think they were just opened up just for 20 people who wanted to raise money and have a great time on the wall. I feel like we've had an adventure and we've not even talked about what it was like trekking the wall. <laughs> what was it like trekking the wall? 
The war was interesting because there's so many different parts to it. I mean, parts that are quite well renovated and parts that are just falling apart, literally. Um, but I, I think what I couldn't get over, I knew there'd be lots and lots of steps, but I didn't realise that steps come in all different shapes and sizes. And even when you're climbing up, you couldn't get into a pace because when you were climbing up a steep bit, some of the steps would be narrow, some would be wide, some would be deep. And it was really, really hard work. <laughs> and you you'd get up to the top and then you see all these steps going back down again. And then you see the next lot just went on and on and on. And it, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've since moved house and I moved into a bungalow because <laughs> I've got such an aversion for steps now. <laughs> I remember on the first day, it started off actually on a, you know, a, a, like a flat bit of the wall. I thought, gosh, this is going to be easy. Um, to my horror, we had lunch and then we carried on. And I tell you, I was just absolutely petrified. There was a, there was a really steep steps up. And if you take a picture of it, it doesn't really look very dangerous. But there was nothing stopped us falling off one side. I was on my hands and knees crawling up there and kept, it kept going past us like, how much further have we got to go? That's my big concern, wherever I was going on the wall. How much further of this terror am I going through? <laughs> yeah, it, it's really hard to appreciate that you could stand at the top and look at this, or what looked like a sheer drop you had to go down, really. And there's nothing to hold on to. You just have to, you know, use your wits and, and take your time sometimes. But then you get a few younger ones who are really sprightly and they may be gone and you think, oh, crikey. <laughs> That's when you sort of think, perhaps I should have done more training for it. I mean, I did, I did quite a lot of training, but I certainly didn't do enough hill training, I don't think, really. And we had three litres of water on our backs, so it wasn't just us climbing up the stairs, was it? It was equivalent to carrying a child up the stairs, as far as I was concerned. But um, having said that, you know, some of the, the views and the, the sights we saw were were beautiful. They were fantastic, watching that walk nail off in front of you and watch towers and it is and the the scenery around was was fabulous i think all those turrets were so different weren't they some looked like there'd never been anyone in there and then others you could get up onto the top we tended to go onto areas that said dangerous do not go further than this but no we went further and there was a one point where it was that do you remember that ledge yes yeah and i just said oh my god i can't go across there and uh, everyone said, yes, you can. And I said, no, I can't. And you know, you're shuffling along, holding on to a little bit of wall with a sheer drop behind you. But, you know, everybody, having said that, everybody looked out for everybody else. And you were never left on your own. Um, if somebody didn't like one bit, somebody else would walk with them. The leaders themselves were really, really good. Kat, our female leader, was a lovely lady. Um, and nobody got left behind or, or felt awkward if you had to take time you had to take time and and you know we just enjoyed it the camaraderie side of it was fabulous fantastic we had well i have pegged t-shirts on we didn't wear them every day i don't think did we but that was really great when we were wearing our purple and the t-shirts you know just with pancreatic cancer on i think there was with some british heart foundation people walking as well yeah we did have a bit, bit of competition going on didn't we with a british heart foundation group they were basically doing the same route as us but we started different times so we wouldn't 
sort of interfere with one another, but they would be up really early in the morning. And, and I think it was really special in that way that we didn't actually, apart from coming across them, didn't come across anyone from day to day, did we? No, no. We, we could walk, you know, miles on the wall and not see anybody else at all, no other groups, no other people. Um, I mean, there are some areas that are done up in a touristy, but certainly when we, on one occasion, we, we had to get down off the wall, didn't we, because of, I think it was damaged. And we came across that, we ended up at a farm where the guy gave us that coffee. Very weird, <laughs> very surreal experience that was, wasn't it, in the middle of nowhere? I just became very bossed, I think, and said, well, where's the shuttlecock? So out he got, he's got his shuttlecock out. <laughs> we just all had a running around. And there's some dogs there. Didn't the dogs start following us as well? Yeah, the dog started following us. Yeah, he, he made us some instant best cafe. <laughs> Do you remember that lovely lunch we had when the um, Chinese man bought the whole Chinese takeaway out to us on the wall with a stick, and then it's weighed down both sides by boxes, wasn't it? Yeah, came and came and met us on the wall and brought us our takeaway. One of the other challenges was actually, you know, eating because I mean, first off. We had to use chopsticks, and if you weren't used to it, it took a little while. And trying to eat rice with chopsticks when you're not used to it and you're hungry is actually quite tricky. And there'd always be um, a big, we'd sit around a table and have a big lazy Susan in the middle that would move around, and they'd, they'd gradually bring dishes out, and most of them were very bland. This was breakfast time and lunch time in the evening, wasn't it? Yeah, and every, every now and again, they'd put something on there like chicken, and, and you'd see this lazy Susan go around, and you you were praying that by the time you got to you, there'd still be some left. <laughs> the other thing was, they, um, I like white wine, and there wasn't any white wine in any place we went to, so I had to have a, a beer one evening, but I couldn't even cope with that, so the wine was a little short, wasn't it? And there were certainly some, some characters. I mean, uh, Freddie was definitely one of them. Uh, definitely. He practiced his um, height. He said he didn't like height, so I said, how would you practice? He said, I've walked along the brick wall around my house to train for it. And I said, well, how tall is the wall? He's about four foot. <laughs> he had absolutely no fear whatsoever. He walked it because his um, the wife had died. We've kept in contact. And actually last year, do you remember we planned our reunion in Marlow and everyone's booking their accommodation. And then of course we were locked down um, and we had to cancel it. So I definitely think this next summer we need to get a reunion going. We managed one. Yes, uh, we did at your house, didn't we? My house a few years, a couple of years ago. But so say the second one got scuppered because of COVID. So hopefully we'll, we'll manage to get together again. Although you're you're still very much in touch with Tracy, aren't you? Because you're not. Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, only because she lives. Well, we meet usually meet in Windsor and have a bit of retail therapy. She likes to shop. I like to shop, so that works in quite well. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, we literally were scattered across the country, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. So we had a lovely experience at the end of the holiday. Um, we spent a, a, a day there being shown around and, and um, oh, we had went to that bizarre show in the evening. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh, that was something quite different. What's it called? The circus, the circus or something. And then our massage. Do you remember that? It was crazy. Yeah, we were all in the same room together, weren't we? Yeah, they said, right, sit down, put your feet in a bucket. So my bucket looked like a goldfish in there, and it was dirty water. Anyhow, that was the thing we were supposed to do. And then they said, you're going to have a back massage, or 
leg massage. I said, well, where are we going for that? He said, you all lie on here. It's like a massive bed that we're all lying on and they worked around us. We needed it, but I don't think we needed that style, did we? <laughs> and we're all in yellow pyjamas. I mean, bizarre, bizarre, but never mind. What's the one thing that you'll keep from that experience of doing the Great Wall of China? What's that one kind of, I don't know, a lesson learned or an experience that you had that you, you keep with you forever? I think it, it makes, makes you realise that you're a stronger person than perhaps you thought you were, which is perhaps a bit of a cliche. Um, but I think the whole thing was the camaraderie and the, yeah, just the whole camaraderie and the feeling that you've done something together, with people that you'd never met before, and yet you all had so much in common and you just brought that away with you. It was, it was a great feeling. And at the very, very last day on the wall, it was, oh, I don't know how to describe that bit, but it has some very steep um, steps coming down from the wall. Um, and we then made an arch, so with our sticks, because we all had, well, not we all had, quite a few of us had sticks to help, you know, to help stopping us falling over, I suppose. Um, and we made this arch. And I think when everyone was going through the arch, everybody had finished it. It was just like, wow. And then we got our medals. And I just think, as you said, it was all about teamwork and being there for each other. And at the end of the day, and I think, you know, that evening we had a, a really nice time. We had the awards given to us. Do you remember, Linda? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I still got mine. Yeah, the loos out in China were just horrific. And I got the award for being able to have a quick wee behind a bush or <laughs> the coach or anything. <laughs> We'll cut this bit out. I don't know. No, I'm keeping but, this yeah. in. Oh, will you? Yeah. So, anyhow, I was that renowned. I am a farmer's daughter. So, you know, I've always been brought up like, oh, well, you don't need to go to the loo. Just pop behind that tree. So, yeah. So, the loos were pretty grim, I can tell you. <laughs> we never quite knew what we were going to find in the loo. Oh, dear. Horrible. But it was. It was all about friendship. And I think the nice thing is we kept in contact well thanks to joe and linda for sharing their stories of that trek although it's not necessarily the trek where the adventure took place and of course thank you for listening please remember to share this podcast leave us a review and a rating it really helps boost visibility for us we're here every day in november raising awareness of pancreatic cancer you can find out more at purplerainbow.co.uk and i'll be back tomorrow with a new episode